What a lovely day for sitting inside and doing a podcast. The sun's out, the sky is blue, there's not a... Wait, what? what is that? Is that... Is that a UFO? It's it's coming down. It's going to land in my garden. It's going to land on my... Not on my shed! charge you for that shed. Oh, okay. That's not your shiznod. That's your shiznod. Oh, oh yeah, that would make more sense. I'll, um... You probably want to wipe that. I'll just give it a wipe on my t-shirt. I am Commander Ferg of the Galactic Police Force. Can you identify this object for us? Flurik, bring it out. It's a trolley. Not the trolley. Why would it come all this way for you to identify a trolley? I'm talking about what's on the trolley. Oh, oh, I see. Well, it looks, um... Wait a minute. That's Voyager 2. Good. So you can identify it. How did you know where it came from? Oh, of course, the plaque on the side. The record with the hieroglyphics showing you how to find us. I listened to the record once, but I didn't like it. There wasn't enough genesis on it. It came from the third rock from the sun, Sol. Yes. The planet Earth. Yes, this is Earth. And you identified this? Yes. Then this is for you. What's this? A ticket for littering? Wow, that's a lot of zeros. But you can't just throw stuff up there, you know. It's a danger to ship it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't send it up there. I think you want to talk to NASA. NASA are the ones, they're always lobbing stuff up there. And where might I find NASA? Look, look at my map. This, that's Florida. Never mind Houston. That's, that's where the NASA people are. That's where they flung it from. Go there. Give them that. Very well. Farewell, Earthling. I shall go to NASA. Just be careful flying into America. The current administration aren't very keen on illegal aliens. Hey, wait a minute. How do I get this out of my schnuzkop? If movies have taught me anything, it's taught me that UFOs going to American airspace aren't really treated very well. Eh, somebody else's problem. I better go upstairs and do this podcast. Hi, Simon. Are you ready to podcast? Of course I'm ready. Been sitting here for ages. Where's my coffee? What was that noise? Ah, it's nothing. Just neighbours. You know how it is. Yeah. Well, anyway. Welcome to the Revelation Station podcast, episode 50. Written, produced, directed by Simon Heldrick. Hindered and annoyed by Gary Starr. With a special guest appearance from Richmond Lieshi as Deep Throat. So we're here, finally, back in the studio. Yeah, for the first time in a long time, we're back together in the long studio. Time. I say studio, my spare room. Yes. But it's, it's kind of a studio. Studio one. 
Studio One. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's our 50th episode. 50, 50 episodes. Can you believe it? And can you believe 20 of those episodes have been done this year alone? Yeah, but from a distance. From a, dis- from it, a distance. It's been You weird. look like my friend. That is the last time you're going to sing, isn't it? No, probably not. You know me. <laughs> this is going to be a long, <laughs> long day. You know, the funny thing is, as we've been doing these, we've mm. been doing these um, episodes where we've been looking at these solo albums. Yep. We've been we've been using these behind-the-scenes pieces of footage that we found. Yeah. We haven't actually explained where these came from, have we? I think we owe it to everybody to provide some sort of explanation. How are we getting these red-hot exclusives? I mean, they literally are red-hot, some of them. I can't even hold them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got these tapes just lying around that, yep. that were delivered to us. Mm. I think it's time we explained where these came from. I think so. So sit down with your favourite beverage as we recount the tale of how we came across our secret source. Ugh. <laughs> vision glasses. Oh, be careful. No, these were really expensive. It took ages for them to arrive through the post. They weren't on Amazon Prime. Oh, please. I promise I won't drop them. Okay. Just be really careful. I can't afford to replace... Oops. Sorry. It's fine. It's my own fault, really. Is that the warehouse, then? The one Deep Throat told us about? You know, I wish he'd chosen a different code name. Makes me feel really uncomfortable. Really? Why? Do you not like the X-Files? No, it's not that. It's, well, it's the, it's the sexual connotations. It just makes me uncomfortable. I don't understand. What sexual connotations? It's a, well, you know, with the, and then a man and and a lady. Then oh, I just don't like it. All right. Okay. Do you remember when we first got interested in Deep Throat? <laughs> I mean, when we first met him. Do I ever? I remember it like it was yesterday. It was yesterday? Yeah, I remember. You don't have to play the... Oh, but you are anyway, fine. Now, what was it I said? Oh, yes. We really need to up our game when it comes to the podcast. Our listener figures are going down faster than a lead duck. We need something to make us stand out from the crowd. We need something that no one else has. What about goldfish? Or clowns? No. Something sensible. We could go Master Chef again. That's your solution to everything. Not all problems can be solved by going on Master Chef. Most problems can, though. No, they can't. Name one. Never mind that. What we need are exclusives. Things that no one has ever heard before. If only we could get hold of some archive recordings. Oh, records? Why didn't you say? I've got loads in the attic. I'm not talking about your Des O'Connor collection. I'm talking about studio recordings, demos, behind-the-scenes stuff. It would give our podcast the edge. I hate you too. Not that the edge. An edge. I know what you meant. I was just saying, I hate you too. Pretentious gobshites. Yes. Now there's a band. (sighs) Another point? Sure, why not? As you're paying. 
I bought the last one. Yeah, but I seem to have forgotten my wallet. You forgot it last week, and the week before, and the week before that. Yes, so absent-minded of me. A pint of wobbly bladder, if you please. <sighs> I've made some calculations, you know, and due to your forgetfulness, wallet-wise, you owe me 238 pints. <sighs> but okay, I've just got to visit the little boy's room first. Not even close. I've only had one pint. No, over here, in this cubicle. Uh, no, I don't think so. I have a sneaking suspicion where this is going, and I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I don't need any artificial stimulants. What? No, you misunderstand. I have something for you. <laughs> As I said. I have something I want to give you. To fill the hole you have. Whoa there. Just back down a minute. I'm very flattered, but my saloon doors don't swing that way. Now, if you'll just excuse me... No, you don't understand. I want to be your man inside. Wow! Brazen, aren't you? I'm a happily married man, and a little long in the tooth to start experimenting. But thanks for the offer anyway. No, you're not understanding me. I can give you something no one else can. <laughs> and there's a lot of it. That is quite a boast. Think highly of yourself, don't you? I'm very flattered and all, but if you don't mind, I'll just be on my way and we'll say no more about this. No, I, I have something you might like to expose. It could make you huge. I really think I have to go now. No, you idiot. I overheard you talking out there about wanting exclusives for your podcast. We can't put that on the air. Oh, give me strength. I'm not trying to pick you up just so happens that I know of a top-secret music industry storage facility. It's not far from here. Well, now I know you're a chancer. What would the music industry store anything around here? Name me a better place. The dog end of the country where no one would ever think to look. Hmm, that is a good point. Oh, sorry. It's these shorts. This really is the dog end of the country. There's this facility. It, it's top-secret, like I said. When record companies are bought out, all the sensitive document hard copies are shipped there for storage. In there are contracts, demo tapes, recordings between clients and producers, producers and producers, clients and clients. There are even clients and tea ladies. It was all recorded for legal and drug-induced paranoia reasons. It's a treasure trove of illicit surveillance. If someone could just get some of those recordings and release them into the world... Yes? Well... Those people would create a huge buzz. Maybe attract more listeners if they were the hosts of a relatively popular podcast? Sounds good. Do you know anybody like that? Are you joking? You present a podcast, don't you? Eh? Oh yeah, I do. But you said relatively popular. That threw me for a moment. I overheard you talking about it with your friend. <laughs> He's not my friend. And I talk about a lot of things after a few pints. You can't expect me to remember everything. It's all you've been talking about all evening. You know how it is. Anyway, how do I know I can trust you? What's your name? You can think of me as your deep throat. Like the X-Files? If you like. So then he said to think of him as deep throat. Ooh, I'd rather not. You do meet the oddest people in the toilet. And he gave me this map. This is just a map of the Peak District. 
Oh, sorry. His map's in my other pocket. That's just a map I always carry around with me. Why? In case I get lost. In the Peak District? Have you ever even been to the Peak District? Well, no. But if I do, I won't get lost, will I? Hmm. Just give me the map he gave you. Here, and here are the blueprints to the whole facility. Hmm, nice. These plans are what your contact says they are, and we should be able to find a way to break in and snatch some juicy recordings. Oh, can't we find another way to get these recordings? Breaking in seems somehow illegal. It is illegal, you idiot. That's why we have to break in. But what if we get caught? I'm too pretty to go to jail. Don't worry. Nothing will go wrong. It will be fine. They'll never know we were there. Just think, we can get some recordings of the group jamming or discussing projects. It could elevate me. Hey. Us. Elevate us to godhood in the podcast world. We'll show Steve Hogarth's Corona Diaries who's boss. Because he's the singer of the popular band. Thinks he can muscle in my territory, does he? I'll show him a thing too. So, do you want me to do some deep-throating? And there's another image I'll never get out of my head. No, I want you to infiltrate the facility under cover of night. Using the plans we've been given, I'll be able to direct you from the van. What van? Details, details. And so here we are once more. Are you fully suited up? No, not really. Good, it's time to go. doing that owl impression. Sorry, I'm nervous. Shut up! So, this is the plan. One of us... One of us? Well, you, will crawl into the air duct, while one of us... One of us? Well, me, sits in the van and guides you through the building's air vents to the storage room. Look, I've loaded an app onto your phone that will allow me to track you and it sends out a blip, like like sonar, so that I'll be able to get a picture of what's around you. Clever, eh? Why can't I sit in the van and follow you? Because I was the one who stole the van. Put your earpiece in. This thing? Okay. In your ear? You might want to wash that now. Oh, right. Hang on. Ah, that's better. Okay, right. Testing, testing. Can you hear me? Of course I can. I'm stood right next to you. Yes, yes. But can you hear me through the earpiece? Oh, yes. Right. I can, yes. Okay, now say something through the mic. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that seems to be working as well as our usual tech. Just one question. Deep Zero said to go into another side of the building. Why are we doing this side? Well, you might trust him, but I don't. What if he pointed us in the wrong direction to throw us off? What if it's a trap? What if he's just waiting on the other side of the building with dogs and a hypodermic to prick us with and ship us off to some form of Devil's Island to toil our lives away as slave labour? Paranoid much? Yes. Now get in there. Mm. Looks a little bit dusty and horrible in there. Yeah. So you're going to get dusty and filthy? Yeah, thanks. I gathered that. Good job you're wearing your oldest, scruffiest clothes. I'm not. Oh. Uh, anyway, it looks like it slides down a little, then flattens out again. Slides down? How far? That's not important right now. Come on, in you go. I'll be with you all the way. In spirit, obviously. You always do this to me. Remind me why we're friends again? It's a long and sordid story. If it's ever made into a movie, it'll probably be banned. We don't have time for that now. Come on, get in there. I just want you to know, 
in case this all goes wrong. I hate you. I know. Off you go. Ah! Ow, my coccyx. Such a baby. To the podcast mobile. Okay, Gary, can you still hear me? Yes, and what's worse, I know you. Funny. Okay, starting the echolocator. Right, I have a picture. There's a big blob on the screen. That's me. Oh yeah, there's no one around you. No guards. Why would there be guards in the air vents? I can see you on my map of the ventilation system. Right, keep going forward till you come to a T-junction, then turn left. Turn left, he says. Hey, Simon, this torch you gave me is naff. It's all they had in the petrol station. Cheapskate. Turn left here, I think. No, the other left. Hey? Oh, oh yeah, I knew that. Left hand is left, right hand is right. What was that? Nothing, nothing, just some interference. Now, where do I turn at the end of here? Um, let me see. Right, at the end of this tunnel, you take a right at the fork. It's bloody dark and spooky in here. Is that far to go? Not far. The storage room is two flights up and a little ways ahead. It's hot in here. Can I take my shirt off? No. You know you aren't allowed to take your shirt off. The police said your tattoos were too explicit to be seen in public. Yeah, really starting to regret that drunken night in Singapore now. Anyway, keep going straight along. Wait, what's that? I think there's something in there with you. It's close. What? You'll have to hold your position for a minute. I've lost the signal. What? You sure? Look around. It's got to be around there somewhere. Hang on. I'm just going to try adjusting it. Check it now, Simon. Are you sure there's no sign of it? I mean, it's, it is there. It's got to be around there. Uh, I might, uh, I might turn around and get the hell out of here. Oh, God, it's moving right towards you. Um... Move! Get out of there! Move, Gary, move! Get out of there! No, the other way! Move! Gary? Gary? Simon? Simon? Oh, hello. Fancy meeting you here. Gah! What the hell? Persistent, aren't you? This behaviour is starting to get a bit stalky. This is not the time or place to ask for a date. Date? No, there must be some misunderstanding. Must be some kind of mistake. I've been waiting in this event for hours because you're late. You knew I was coming? Yeah, I overheard you planning in the pub. Actually, everyone heard you in the pub, you know. You're very loud when you've had a drink. Look, I work in this building. You've made a mistake. Look, I'm flattered. I really am. But I've not made a mistake. I'm happily married with a dog. For the last time, I'm not trying to pick you up. I can help you get those tapes, but there's a flaw in your plan. Of course there is. It's a floor plan. No, I mean... Oh, wait. You mean there's something that'll stop me? Some alarms, eh? Some kind of tripwires. Or or a laser that'll cut me in half. Or a dead drop with tigers in it. No, none of those things. It's just they aren't in this building. This is the toilet block. What? Oh, Simon? Simon! Oh, thank God, thank God. I thought I'd never get you back. Oh, wow. I don't think you care. Well, who else am I going to pin this van theft on? You utter... Simon, you're an idiot. So, why do you want to help us? I just think this information should be out there. Available to all. Hmm, you didn't get the pay rise you were expecting, did you? No, I bloody didn't. 
Gosh, I'm angry. Fair enough. Look, it's dark in here. Why don't we go outside and we can talk about this? No, I want to remain anonymous. Mysterious, if you will. I'll send you the tape periodically. You do with them what you will. But how will I know how to get in touch with you? Shall I draw a big X on my window? You won't. I'll be an enigma. A ghost. A voice on the wind. You know you just gave me your business card, right? Farewell. Oh, chap. Simon? Simon! I'm coming out! This is not the time to define your sexuality. Simon, I'm coming out and possibly beating you to within an inch of your life. And he did. And I enjoyed it. But what are we going to actually talk about in this 50th episode? Well, it's a thing, isn't it? I mean, we've been doing the solo albums. Mm. And I thought what we could do here is, as it's our 50th, a kind of a retrospective episode. Oh, yeah. And I thought what we could do is pick our top 10 Genesis tracks of all time. Yes. And tell people what we think our top 10 are. So you're going to pick a top 10. Yeah. I'm going to pick a top 10. Oh, yeah. We're going to go through it chart-wise and... Talk a little bit about why we chose those tracks. It'll be interesting to to Mm. see, um, because we're both very different people. We have very different tastes. Mm. I thought it'd be interesting just to see exactly how different our top ten are. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Okay. Okay, so that's what we're going to do this episode. We're going to talk about our top ten all-time favourite Genesis tracks. Great. But first off, a huge thank you to everybody who's been listening to us over the past 50 episodes. Yeah, really appreciate that. Um, we've got more listeners than we have ever thought we have. I More than I ever thought we'd get. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, when you suggested doing this, I thought there'd be me and you listening to it, yeah. and that's it. When we were doing this regularly over lockdown, uh, we were getting many, many more listeners than we thought. Um, so for you new listeners who joined us, maybe you were looking for something to ease the terrible, terrible boredom of lockdown. Or the pain. Or the pain of lockdown. I hope we haven't contributed to your misery. Uh, I hope we've in some way lifted your spirits. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, but no, really, thank you so much for listening. We've appreciated it. And thank you so much for all those who've uh, said th- nice things on the Facebook. I yep. mean, I'm surprised how little hate mail we've had. Yeah, I'm surprised. Maybe those people are just biting their tongues <laughs> maybe they are maybe maybe they'll start now yeah, yeah but it's been it's been so nice generally speaking all the responses we've had have been positive yeah they've been uh, great yeah so so thank you so much for those thank you so much for listening mm-hmm. we hope you enjoy this episode and we hope you enjoy any crap we put out in the future yes um, and it will be crap yes yeah. a special thank you to lost friend us on facebook um they're the that's our Facebook group. You can join us there. Search for the Revelation Station podcast on Facebook. We've been a bit quiet on there recently, but that's because we've been working hard on this episode. Well, that and we've been getting drunk and yes. uh, basically taking a couple of weeks off because we worked so hard over the last few. We've been doing it every weekend. Very intensely. And with the stuff <laughs> that we do, um, it, it has been quite an uphill struggle. So we just thought we'd take a couple of weeks off, dip our toes in the sand, all right, it's build a sand and in the backyard, but you know what we mean? <laughs> yeah. And just basically chill for a while. But yeah. we're back, baby! We're back, baby! And that couple of weeks turned into a bit longer than a couple of weeks, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, but you know, once you start getting lazy, you tend to stay lazy. It's true, it's true. Yeah, but but but, but Simon girded my loins. Um, I never touched him, you're on it. Yeah, and we're back in now, so first episode of... Several to come. Yes. <laughs> Until we decide we need another holiday. But yeah. here we are anyway, 50th episode. Yeah. We're doing a countdown of our top 10. Yeah. The other reason why we decided to do that rather than just go straight into the next solo album is because 
I don't think any of the solo albums deserve to be such a milestone as the 50th episode. No, no, I agree with you. Um, we'll carry on with those after this, but this is a little bit of a retrospective, a little bit of a celebration. A little bit of a break. Yeah. We hope you enjoy this. Um, I mean, it is kind of egotistical of us maybe to do our top ten, but... You know, whenever you talk to somebody in the pub and you say, oh, I like the same group as you, you're always interested into what other people could think is the best track that band's done. Just so you can gauge, you know, your responses to your band. Because you've you've got in your mind what your favourite tracks are. And it's always just interesting to find out what the other guy thinks. It is. Because you know they're wrong. (laughs) Gary's always going to be wrong, obviously, because I've seen his top ten and I don't believe it includes Supper's Ready even once. No, or The Knife. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I will admit when, when Simon says we're going to do a top 10 I went great he went oh Genesis I went damn <laughs> right okay we'll do Genesis and what I've done with my top 10 is rather than doing my top 10 favourite Genesis tracks ever I've kind of thought a bit of it like if I was stuck in a desert island with a tape of my top 10 favourite ones would I want the same sort of stuff all the way through mm. or would I want a nice variation showing their strengths and, you know, really the differences that they can do. Yeah. That's what I've done. Yeah. Simon says I'm wrong. <laughs> so he's done his version, which is? I basically, if I was going to make a mixtape for somebody of Genesis tracks, what 10 tracks would I select? So very similar to what you've just said, literally. Yeah, except mine's more fun. Yeah, except you're on a desert island, whereas I've, I've got a friend. I just think that's where most people would like to see me. Mm, that's true, yeah. Mm. yeah. So so without further ado, or even with ado. Ado-do. Do you want to do it with ado or without further ado? Well, let's not have any ados. Okay, we'll do it without further ado. Um, we'll go into our top ten. Let's go. Cue music. Dun, 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 no, dun, you dun. can actually do the music. I can add the music in? Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay, fair enough. Cue music. Pickers and welcome to number 10 in our chart of 10. So, Simon, what's your number 10? My number 10 is the first track from Selling England by the Pound, Dancing with the Moonlit Night. Can you tell me where my country lies? Said the uniform to his true love's eyes. It lies with me, cried the Queen of Maybe. For her merchandise, he traded in his prize. Paper late, cried a voice in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Old man dies, the note he left was signed. Old Father Thames, it seems he's drowned. Selling England by the pound Citizens of hope and glory Time goes by, it's the time of your life Easy now, sit you down Chewing through your wimpy dreams They eat without a sound Digesting England by the pound 
Young man says you are what you eat well. Old man says you are what you wear well. well. Good. So why did you choose that? I love that track. I, I like the folky elements of that track, which is something they didn't really do after this. They went a bit more hard rock for the Lamb Lies Down Broadway. Right. Um, but yeah, I just really love this track. It's great. Good. Good. It's, it's prog rock. It's long. But it it's got, certainly is. It's got that folky introduction. I think we spoke about that before. We have, yes. Um, and it is, I think, probably is my favourite track of Senna Lingler by the Pound. Cool. Uh, good Gabriel vocal. It is, actually, yeah. Um, kind of... Almost irrelevant now, you know. Can you tell me where my country lies? I think a lot of people can relate to that line these days. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Selling England by the Pound was never my favourite album. Really? But it has got lots of good tracks on it. Okay, okay. Um, we spoke about that before. We did. We did when we did the album. When we did the actual album. Um, at great length. At great length, yeah. Um, and I think it's one of those albums which is really weird because every track on it is good, but it isn't a great album in my opinion. Okay, you're wrong, but ooh, sounds like ooh, a bit of a contradiction. Going. It does, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, so, I've chosen that one because I think that showcases the kind of folkier elements that Genesis used to have. Okay. Great introduction to a mixtape, and it's got that great sound. So that was my number 10. What's your number 10? Well, my number 10 is Water of the Skies from Foxtrot. Oh. Adore the keyboarding in this. The keyboarding is yes, that the keyboarding. Term? It is. It is. It's like <laughs> skateboarding, but with your fingers. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I really like the keyboards in this. Mm. Uh, they send me big time. I just really love listening to this track for the keyboards. It is great. Yeah. Uh, I really like. It's really funky as well. Funky it bass is. and drums. It is great rhythm to and it. And it's it's you know it's it's an interesting um, rhythm mm. as it goes along. I just I really like it. Yeah. I always like this track. So yeah. But not my number one. Mm. Definitely number eight. Yeah. Definitely my number ten. Yeah. Yeah. I do like. Yeah. It's a great album. Great album. It's from Foxtrot. It is. Um, another one that's a great album. As as long time listeners will know, that's my favourite album because it's my first album. Yes. Everybody um, always loves their first album, don't they? They do, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or well, has preference towards mm. it. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's great. 
Cool. Shall we go on to number nine? Number nine. Number nine. And on to number nine. Number nine. What's your number nine? My number nine is I Know What I Like. You do know what you like, mm, From you? Selling England by the Pound. Mm. I'm just a lawnmower. You can tell me by the way I walk. I like this. It's a great sing-along. It has probably one of the most iconic openings of a Genesis song. It does. Ironically, it's just gone one o'clock here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was their first hit single, of course. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, I think it's just so nice to listen to. Mm. I always enjoy listening to this track. It is. I really like the uh, the kind of sitar guitar-y sounds. Mm. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's um, an interesting sound. It is. Um, and as we discussed on the actual podcast for Selling England, that was a Steve Hackett guitar riff that he came up with to sound like the Beatles. It was. Mm. So, what's your number nine? My number nine is a bit of a later one. Burning Rope from And Then There Were Three. Oh, 
that's a corking track. It is. I love that track. What I particularly like about this track is Steve Hackett's gone, and Mike River comes in and plays absolutely fantastic guitar solo in this. He does. He does a good job. He's really good and really proves that he can play those solos. (laughs) Bongos. Umbongos. Umbongos. Um, No, that's Phil's playing the bongos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I love the track. I mean, it's a Tony track, but it's got a great guitar solo in, which, you know, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I love this track. This, This, again, was one of the first albums I heard was And Then There Were Three, and this was the track that immediately stood out from that album for me straight away. Loved it. Brilliant track. Cool. So... Number eight. Yeah, yeah. I've picked Keep It Dark from Abacab. You know me, I'm a sucker for a story. You are. why I love that track it's a good story you can sit down even if you don't you know really appreciate the music mm. there's a story in there yeah yeah I mean not one of my favourites I've got to be honest you said that when we I reviewed did, the album I did I'd probably have, I probably wouldn't have included it on Abacab to be fair but it's alright it was a single of course it was a hit single mm. um, yeah it does tell a story it's a nice sci-fi story that's why I like it yeah and your number 8 is my number 8 is again I'm jumping later it's tonight tonight Tonight. Oh!
I love that. I like the way it brings back some prog elements to it. Um, it's a nice long song, got some key changes to it, but it was also a hit single. Yep, as I said though, you've got no ch- you've got no taste. Yeah, well. <sighs> I tend to disagree with I you know on you that. Do, but but um, as always you're completely <laughs> wrong. But I think it's one of the, I think it it it's an underrated track. Certainly by me. Certainly by you, but I yeah, I think it's great. I mean the other long track of course from Invisible Touch is Domino, which I also really like. And I think when we were reviewing when we were reviewing the album, I said I didn't like you it. You didn't like it, no. Mm. Um but I think tonight 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 Edges Out Domino is my favourite track of the album, just because it's also quite sing-alongable. Sing-alongable. And we haven't even had a drink yet. Not even had a drink yet. Sing-alongable. I've just invented that word, by the way. That's Good. copyright me. Okay. Um, it, it's got the elements of a sing-along, but it also is quite proggy. Okay. Good. Tonight, tonight, tonight. There you go. And we're down to number seven. Number seven. What's your number seven? Lucky seven. I'm going to go with the last track from We Can't Dance, which was the last track you heard Phil Collins sing on an album, which is Fading Lights. Okay. great swan song to that era of Genesis. It is, it is a good swan song. Um, if they don't finish the last Domino tour with Fading Lights, I think it'd be a bit of a shame because that's that's just, that is the last song of the night. It's goodbye. It is. You it's know. a good It's a good ender, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And again, it's going back to the more proggy side things. It's got a, it is a, little. a fantastic keyboard song mm, in the middle yeah, of it. It's really, really good. Um, something that people have thought they'd forgotten how to do by this point in their career, I think. Yeah, because we hadn't heard that sort of thing for a while, had we? No, it proved it was a choice rather than a, you know, a talent. Mm. So, so what's your number seven? I say some of my choices are going to be maybe not to everybody's taste. Mm. Um, my number seven is Mama. 
it is so different from stuff they've done before or mm-hmm. since yeah I think it stands out for that reason mm. alright they've done a few other songs that have stood out which perhaps you probably wouldn't put in here yeah but when I heard this track it was just like a light switch going on in mm. a way it was so different to what we'd heard before yeah and it was so powerful and Phil's vocals on it are great yeah and that that background uh, drum machine mm. works brilliantly with it I love this track yeah it is a good track I think Phil does a really really impressive vocal performance on this one yeah really, definitely there's a lot of strength there yeah definitely really showing what you can do yeah um, so that's that's my number 7 and not at all poppy even though it was a big hit single it was a massive single mm. but as you say you couldn't play that in a disco no or nightclub or whatever the young people are calling it now no, I don't know you probably could but I don't think you get many people dancing to it no, it's a hard one to dance to. <laughs> Although, I'd probably have a go if I was drunk enough. Oh, oh great yeah. drumming in this. Yeah. I love the drumming. Mm. Ah, ah, speaking of which, haven't we got a tape somewhere about Phil Collins' early drumming experiences? Uh, yes, uh, I seem we, to see I remember, I remember hearing that tape. Hang on, I'll have a look through the box, see if I can find it, and we'll just, we'll just play that. Would this be from, like, Flaming Youth or something, you reckon? Something along those lines. I've just got the tape here. Yeah, what the bloody hell's going on here? I'm at work all day, going up and down the apples and pears with me old Joanna, and I come home from work and what's this bloody noise going on? Cool, I gave the baby a rattle. He didn't half like it, so I gave him some cutterware, and bloody hell, if he didn't just start banging it. Well, he seems to be enjoying it. Does he like his rattle? Does he like his little rattle? Does he like banging those pots and pans, does he? Whoa! I think he might be a drummer. Oh, a drummer? I 
That's a shame. I was hoping he'd be famous. Wow, that was even before Flaming Youth. How on earth have they managed to get hold of a tape from Phil as a baby? That's... Nanny State. They're always recording everything we do and say. It's almost like now somebody's recording us. Nanny State? Who's she? And we're down to number six, nearly halfway through. What's your number six, Simon? I see faces and traces of home back in New York City. Did ask you not to sing. You did ask me not to sing. Whenever I ever sing. I know, it was such a change in pace. Yeah, such a, a great range that he's got. You know, he can do the folky finger in your ear stuff, mm. and then he can also do that almost, almost punk stuff. Yeah, this album was, was a real standout mm. for Genesis. I mean, it wasn't just an experimental piece for them. Mm. It was a complete change in direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does, like we discussed at the time when we covered the last uh-huh. down on Broadway, it's almost like the, the transition period between the... Genesis stuff and the solo Gabriel stuff. Yeah. In that it's like an amalgam of the two. It is. Um, and Peter Gabriel would do his first album and it wouldn't sound like this. And Genesis would do their next album, Trick of the Tail, it wouldn't sound anything like this. But mash those two together. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you get. This was kind of a beginning and end mm. all at the same time. Yeah. It just makes me wonder what Genesis would have sounded like if they'd done another album with Peter. If Peter had stayed with them. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been closer to Peter Gabriel's first solo album than to Trick of the Tail. Yeah, I think it would have too. I don't um, think that they would have gone backwards like no. it did. Trick of the Tail was going backwards yeah. in style. Yeah. But it it was fine for Genesis to yeah. do that because that was what they were best known for. Exactly. It was a reset yeah. because they needed to do something familiar that fans would like. I don't think they could have gone on without no. Peter's influence at that point. No. Because there's... It has to be said, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but it does feel like, judging by Peter's later stuff, mm. that he was the major influence on, mm. on that particular album. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he he was the one that was wanting to do these different sounds and things. I mean, I know that they wrote all the music for The Lamb, but it was influenced by the story that Peter was telling. Yeah. I don't think there's any way Genesis could have come up with a Genesis sound no. that would have fit those lyrics. No, 
definitely not. Um, but I, I just think it's a great track. It makes a, a nice, angry song and really sells the character of Rail as being a bit of a an idiot. Yeah. Bit of, you know, not really very nice person at all. No, at no, this no, point. It no. Um, and it really sells his journey. It does. It does. It works very well that way. It does. So what was your number six? My number six is from Nursery Crime, and it's Musical Box. Uh Play me my song. love this track mm. the music is outstanding yeah and has to be said this is what you would think of as an iconic prog rock track for sure for sure i mean it's it screams it's prog got rock. everything you want in prog <laughs> rock it's got keyboards it's got guitars it's got changes in chords it's got it's all over the shop musically yeah, yeah. And I just absolutely... It's a musical experience listening to this track. And it is. that's why I enjoy listening it to it. It takes you on that journey. It does. It I does. Mean, In a way, it's, it's a completely standout track from mm. a lot of other stuff that Genesis did. Yeah. Purely because it is hardcore prog rock. Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, and, you know, this track was... They started writing this track when Ant Phillips was still in the band. So, you know, that, that ring, 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 ring. That was Ant Phillips all over. Hey, Pop Pickers, down to number five. And that's the trouble you have if you're a vegetarian. Mm. <laughs> but, well done. I mean, <sighs> your control there is incredible. I know. It's great, isn't it? Mm. That's those spicy bean burgers. <laughs> so, number five. What's your number five? I'll just have a look. You're not going to believe this. <gasps> it's a track you've already picked. What? It's Burning Rope from Burning And Rope. Then There Were Three. What? I'm not playing another bit of that. Okay. Don't so then. I'm not going to. So why, why do you like Burning Rope? It's another great sing-along. It is. I mean, you can just sit in the car, turn the stereo, and just blast your lungs out yeah. to this one. It's great. I love it. You can. Yeah. It's 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 a fun... Well, no, not fun. But, you know, it's it's 
it's a good track to immerse yourself in. It is. It's got a great lyric, and it's one of those little Tony story tracks as well, isn't it? Again, with yeah. my stories. I love, love a good those, story. You do love those stories, don't I you? I do. Um, and Tony had intended this to be a much longer track. I don't think it needed it. It didn't need it. I think it's it. fine, the length didn't, it is. It didn't need it. <laughs> That's not the first time I've heard that. No, actually, that would be the first time <laughs> I've heard that. But, you know, going back to music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's your what's your number five? My number five is Los Endos. Wow. performance by everybody on that track it is it's a good ensemble piece it is, that. It is. really pre- I think I, by the time you get to the end of A Trick of the Tale I don't think there's any doubt that the band can continue with Phil on vocals yeah yeah, they, they, they gel really well on this yeah. and it, you, you don't miss Pete at all yeah. that's a horrible thing to say but no. you know what I'm saying you can listen to this and you go yeah this couldn't be any better with Pete singing no Exactly. Um, I think all the naysayers at that point. Have you ever actually heard anybody say nay? No, I haven't. Mm. But yeah, I just love this track. A great instrumental track. Throwback to the last line of Supper's Ready as well at the end. Yes. A little tribute to Pete. A little bit. Um, but yeah, Which was nice, little, I thought. Yeah, just a little bit. And it's almost like a coda because, you know, it contains all these bits of squonk mm-hmm. and yeah. the bits of dance on the volcano as well. Definitely. It's really good. Yeah. Great track. Great instrumental. And superb live yeah I heard it live on Seconds Out yeah a great version on Seconds Out it is a great version yeah Yeah. number four my number four yes is 11th Earl of Mar 11th Earl of Mar what a great song Wind and Wuthering what a great album Mm. Burn. 
I love this one. It's fast, it's furious, great music, yeah. and it's some great guitaring in this. Yeah, this is a really good one. Loads of cakey changes in Lots there. Of cakey Lots changes. of cakey changes. Yeah. Um, yeah, brilliant. I love this track. I mean, as an opener, I don't think they did a better opening track. No, but it's, it's again, Genesis. Yeah. They always do a great opening yeah. track. Yeah. I think... I think Maybe with one exception, which we might talk about in a minute. Yeah, I think but, that, I but this think, is a classic example of their brilliant opening yeah, tracks. Definitely. If this is not the best opening track, it's probably the second best opening track. I would say the second. In my my first is coming up soon. Yes, but I yeah, I really really love this. And again, a little bit of a story. Yeah, and open I do to, like me stories. Open to interpretation, isn't it? Because you know, is it about the eleventh third of Mar? Or is it about somebody telling a story? About the bedtime time. story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always took the second approach. Yes, to yes. The bedtime story, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, great track, great what's, intro. What's your number four? My number four. You've already said this is your number ten. It was Watcher of the Skies. Um, so I won't play another little clip of that. But Watcher of the Skies, absolutely stunning track. You know, I've often said. Invisible Touch was the first album of theirs I ever heard and then followed almost immediately by Foxtrot and that was the first album of theirs I'd bought. Imagine the Brazilian finishers, because it was on a, on a tape somebody made me, the Brazilian finishers, it goes straight into Watcher of the Skies. Whoa, mind blown. Mm. I had a Brazilian finish once. Did you? Mm. Mm. Less said about that, the better, I think. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That explains the way you're sitting. Yeah, it does. It does <laughs> chafe. <laughs> um, but yeah, Watcher of the Skies, what a fantastic track. Just so good. We've already spoken about it, so there's nothing much else to say about it. Nothing more to say. Just brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're whipping through these, aren't we? Down to number three. We are number three. Top three. Top three. What are your top three, mate? Well, funnily enough, my top third position Mm. is... And this is, again, going to be one that people are going to go, boo! But I don't care. Is Land of Confusion. Land of Confusion. Off Invisible Touch. Mm. Love this, yeah. One of the main reasons is the brilliant drumming intro. It is a great little shock to the system, almost, isn't it? It is a great, a great drum piece from Phil. Mm. Once again, anyway, what's your number three? My number three is the knife. 
It would be. It I would knew be. you were going to get the knife in there somewhere. Got to get the knife in. You've always got to get the knife in, haven't you? Yeah. Phillips' finest hour, in my opinion. No, not even Steve Hackett can do the knife as well as Ant Phillips. Haven't we got a tape around here with Ant Phillips on it? You know what? I think you're right. I seem to remember you showing me one earlier. Let's let's find that out. Have a look in your tape box. I will have a look now. Where's Anthony? We have to go to stage in ten minutes. I think he's got the jitters again. I'll go and find him. You wait here for Phil and Peter. Anthony! And! And! Oh, and there you are. Come on, we've got to be on stage in a few minutes. Mike, I can't go on. All those people. I, I can't. Now, Ant, we've been through this before. We can't be a rock and roll supergroup if no one ever sees us. Think of the money. Think of the girls. Think of the money! I, I don't care. I told you at the beginning I didn't want this. What is it, Ant? Why don't you want people to see you? Is it the way you look? No. Wait, what? What's wrong with the way I look? Oh, oh, nothing. Forget I said anything. No, what's wrong? Look, you have to get over this. There must be a way. Hmm, let me think. What was it I heard once to help people get over these situations? Oh, I know. 
when you get out there on stage, think of the audiences naked, each and every one of them without clothes. What? Oh, oh God, they're naked. Do I have to be naked? I'll be able to see all their bits. I'd better get these clothes off. No, wait. Oh, God, now I can see your bits. All right, lads, just checking in, see if you was, uh... Wait, stop. This isn't what you were thinking. Oh, you mean it isn't a perfectly innocent incident caused by ants' nerves? Is this a public school thing? What? No. We just need a few minutes. Oh, it's like that, is it? <laughs> well, as long as you're finished before we have to go on stage... No, you idiot. It's ants' nerves. Now help me with him. Can, can he put his trousers on first? A photo of this isn't how I wanted to get on the cover of Melody Maker. You're a brick, Phil. I'm sorry? I said brick. The crowd are naked. What's that now? The crowd are naked? <laughs> I'd better get out there. Do we have to be naked? No, put your shirt back on, Phil. And give me a hand with Ant. No one, repeat, no one is going to be naked out there. He hi, fellas. How about this? I thought I'd go on stage in just my pants. Naked. Oh. Hey, Ant, that's a great choice. Naked is the way to go. I might join you. No, stop. This is a misunderstanding. I was just trying to help Ant get over his stage fright. Come on, Mike, stop being such a prude. Get him off. What? No! Ah! Why are you lot all naked? This is like boarding school all over again! Does anybody know if Lindisfarne are looking for a guitarist? Gosh, we're flying through these again. Down to number two now. Number two up from number six last week. It's coming at you. My chart is Duke's Travel slash Duke's End. Wow. Really?
of that. Thanks. The best album closers should make you want to listen to the album again immediately. I agree. And that does. I can't separate Duke's Travels and Duke's End because Duke's Travels is great and Duke's End well, they're all is part great, of the one but it's all story, the same thing. It's yeah. all yeah, it's all it's one track really split into two smaller bits. But just love it. I oh, so good. Can't fault you on that yeah. choice. Yep. Yeah. Again, great drumming from Phil. Just brilliant energy to that whole track. There is. But there's a lot of energy on Duke itself, isn't there? There is. It's a yeah. good it's a great album. Good album. Yeah. One of my favourites, if not my very favourite Genesis album, I think. Yeah. But Duke's Travels, Duke's End. <gasps> so good. So good. So what's your <laughs> what's your number two? <laughs> I knew there were going there was going to be a number two joke in there somewhere. <laughs> right, for the grown-ups amongst us, my number two, shush <laughs> is again another great story. Uh, piece. Mm -hmm. It's one for the mind. From Wyndham Wuthering. I love this track. Yeah. It's a great story. A great, great sci-fi Twilight Zone story. Yep. Love this. Every time I hear this. Yeah. Tony does love his stories, doesn't he? And he does love his armies as well. He's always banging on about armies. He does. And this one is done particularly well. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this is good. It's got a beginning, a middle and an end. Old like story all should. should. Yeah. And it would work really well as like an episode of the Twilight Zone. In fact, I'm I'm not 100% sure that there isn't a story exactly like this in Twilight Zone. There isn't, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I'm an aficionado yeah. of the Twilight Zone. I've heard that rumour. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it doesn't appear in there. <laughs> so, no. So, but I love this. The story's great. Yeah. It's very well done. Yeah. Very well vocalised. Well played. Love it. Yeah. It's great track. Great track. Yes, it's number one. It's Top of the Pops. Yeah! 
And what's your number one, Mr. Clever Clogs? My number one, we've already spoken about earlier, it's 11th Earl of Mar. See, I was going to call you a fool and an idiot Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. As I did yesterday as well. But can't fault you. I wouldn't have picked it as my number one. No. But what a great track. Yes. Enough said. Such a great track. Don't think we need to say much more about that. Just brilliantly played. Brilliant opener to our album. Fan flipping tastic. So here we are, number one. What's number one in the charts for you, Gary? Well, I had to think long and hard about this because mm. obviously your number one track is going to be yeah. the best track mm. that you yes. think. So obviously you're wrong and mm. I'm right. Mm. My number one track yes. is actually two tracks, yeah. but they are the same track, sort of, yeah. uh, like you did with Duke. Yeah, cheating, you mean? Cheating. Yeah. Uh, mine is also off Duke, except I've chosen Behind the Lines and Duchess.
I adore this track. Yes. Okay, there's it's a again for Genesis another great opening track. Mm. But this track raises the heckles on me every yep. time I listen to it. Yeah, it's so powerful mm-hmm. and strong, and there's so much emotion going on in there. Yeah, this is I will never ever get bored of this track. Yeah. When I die, yeah, I rephrase that. When you kill me, <laughs> make sure. That as they're sliding my coffin off into that hole to be burnt to a crisp, yeah. this is the music that's playing. So you basically want me to delay you being cremated for the length of this track. So. Or at least till I'm dead. Yeah. Well, all right, okay. All right. Do you want to have a practice run? No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You yes. got me with that last time. I did, didn't I? Yeah. You, how long were you in that coffin for? Oh, it seems like ages. It does. It was ages. Mm. Oh, well. It was a day and a half. Kept you quiet. Yeah, but you buried it. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It kept you quiet. <sighs> Took me ages to dig out of that. Yeah. If I hadn't seen part two of Kill Bill, I'd have never gotten out of that. Yeah, well, there you go. Genesis just have this way of... They've got their own special way. <laughs> they have, indeed, got their own special way. Of picking such great openers. Yeah. I don't know if they start with the openers and go, this is how we're going to do it, but it's got to be mm. big. Well, Because could... the rest of the tracks on the album aren't as, generally speaking, aren't as no. big as the opener. The opener is a definite... Yeah. Tour de force, isn't it, in yeah. most of their albums? Well, we've mentioned this before, but apparently Phil is the one who sequences the album from the tracks. So they write all the tracks, and then just when they're deciding an order, it's called the sequencing, apparently. Yeah. Um, but Phil is the one who, who decides all of that. Yeah, so, but it's, it's just odd that, that none of the other tracks are ever as big yeah. as the opening track. No. No, it's, it's like they put special effort into that one because they know it's going to be. Well, it's always the opening track and the ending track seem to be the the big ones. It is true, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but there's not, not many albums where the ending track is not an epic as well. I mean, I think probably, and then there were three. Mm, yeah. Didn't really have an epic close. It doesn't, though. But all the others do. Yeah, so. And then there were three. Did have a great funky track, though. Well, it was Follow You, Follow Me. Yeah. So Which was a massive single for them. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number one. So there you go. That's our number one Genesis tracks. I yep. chose Behind the Lines and Duchess, and you chose Eleven Third of Mar. You had to think about that. I did have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so there you go. If we were stranded on a desert island, those are the ten tracks each of us would take with us. Or if we were trying to impress you with a mixtape of our Genesis favourites, that's what you'd get. No need to tell you how our dating profiles go. <laughs> episode then. Yeah, yeah, short and sweet, but we we didn't want to do too much for this because we, we're just getting back into the swing yeah. of it. We thought we'd do something, you know, lazy like a top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and there aren't any albums that deserve to be covered as a 50th episode. No, not really. Not, not that we haven't already covered. Not that we haven't already covered. Um, we weren't expecting to get to 50 episodes quite so soon. Gosh, no. Um, to be honest, I wasn't expecting to get to 50. No, uh, that's but true. But people keep listening, uh, which is great. Listening. Thank you once again. But it's, you know, when Simon originally said we're going to do a podcast, because it was all Simon's idea, mm-hmm. um, I was dubious uh, and put it off for as long as possible. But I've, I've enjoyed it. Mm. I must admit, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if our listeners have had the same experience. <laughs> I I'm still a little bit embarrassed when I listen back to the first couple of episodes where we didn't really know what we were doing. They were a bit raw and we were a finding bit, our feet. Yeah. Um, if, I think if we'd, if we'd done those episodes 
now, mm. they'd be considerably different. Maybe we should George Lucas them and... <laughs> put in some special editions. <laughs> put special editions out. Oh, wow. Why not give us some more work? Yeah, maybe we should have done that for the 50th episode. <laughs> now we he tells completely me. completely re-recorded our first episode and... <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. No. Um, Although, that thing that surprised me when we did that first episode mm. we had to listen to um from genesis to revelation that's right we did and what a surprisingly brilliant album it that was. is i mean i was toying with a, a couple of tracks going into my top 10 to be honest i was me too i mean yeah. the, the conqueror was definitely one i was considering that's uncanny so mm. i was considering that one yeah um but but i'd never heard that album until mm. you said we're going to do this podcast yeah here's the first album listen to it yeah and i was Amazed and impressed by how good that album was. Yeah, it is a really good album. Considering I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's a really good album. It gets unfairly slated, I think, because it doesn't really sound proggy. It's more loads of pop songs. But there are those prog prog elements in there. You can imagine a few of those tracks being expanded out. Even as a non-prog album. Mm. It's a good album. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just catchy songs. Yeah. Surprised it didn't catch on, to be honest. So am I. Um, You know, apparently only sold 600 copies. On the wow. original release. It's odd, isn't it? I mean, if, if it wasn't Genesis and you heard it, would you think it was Twee? Mm. Um, I'd say no, because there's there's enough good stuff in there to make and yeah. listening to it an enjoyable yeah. experience. Yeah, I mean, nobody, obviously when it came out, nobody knew Genesis were or who, no. how big they got, were going to become. 1,500 other albums that yeah. week released. So, exactly. You know, it's no surprise that it, it really didn't catch the flames, yeah. so to speak. But no, I was, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Mm. I was as well. Surprised mm. how much you enjoyed it because I knew it was good, but I wasn't expecting anybody else to agree with me because my experience has been everybody's t- tending to trash it a yeah, little bit, and, and you're usually wrong, <laughs> and I'm usually right. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry, I meant, I meant right. Um, yeah, but you know, and from there on, we did the we did the other ones, and slowly uh, we came up, uh, started scripting bits. Mm. I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed scripting those bits. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's enjoyed listening to those yeah. bits. Um, but I've, I've it, the creative side of it, I've enjoyed immensely. Yes, me too. I think changing all your jokes to funny jokes has been probably my favourite thing about these, these ah, recorded episodes. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah. Yes, yes. Um, your funny jokes instead of mine. No, yeah. it, to be fair, I mean, I, I write the scripts... That make the whole world sing. Indeed. Hand them to Simon. Simon diddles them as well. So I do what? Yes. So although <laughs> I write the scripts, it is a very much a joint effort. Mm. None of the scripts that hit the mic are ever just my work. Simon puts in just as much effort into them as I do. Sadly, I then have to take those efforts out because they're <laughs> terrible. Um, but he does put a lot of effort. He tries. He tries. Yeah. And then I put a lot of those things back in when I'm editing it all together. Yes, I did notice that. Yes. <laughs> he always says, that line you took out that I put in, could we just record it and just see how it sounds? And if I think it works, it'll go in the final. It always goes in the yeah, final. He does. Yeah. So um, so I never get my way, really. <laughs> but, but I have enjoyed the creativity side yes, of this. To be honest. I have as well. And to be honest, I think the... The weekly ones we were doing over lockdown, I enjoyed doing as well. I mean, that was a different experience. It was a phenomenally different experience, Um, especially because we were doing it at a distance. I mean, it's the first time we've been together for... March? No, early. January, I think. I think, yeah. Because we had a couple in the bag that were released before we went into lockdown. lockdown. It was when they announced the last Domino tour. Remember, we we got together that same day because you were coming around to mine anyway. Yeah. And we decided rather than going to the pub for the... Benefit 
and the sake of our fans and listeners, we would record a special episode. And so put instead it out of going day. to the pub, we suffered for our art. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, suffered for our audience. Yeah, and that was as, the last time we audience, could have gone to the pub as well. As our audience have had to suffer through us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the first time we've spoken face to face since that time, really, apart from going to the pub last week. Yes. Uh, which is the first time. Um, it was a very teary, emotional moment when mm-hmm. we, we saw each other and could realise we couldn't get away from each other. Yeah, and flick the V's at each other and uh, <laughs> went down to the pub and had a slanging match about what we're going to do for the 50th. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's been a wild ride doing these weekly shows. It has. Um, a lot of effort. Mm. Um, surprisingly, I mean, we sit down on a Saturday afternoon, um, go on the Zencaster, and yep. we'll basically spend about two hours doing it. Yeah. Um, and then Simon Edit sat down to something that you lot could stand, hopefully. <laughs> um, but, you know, then we have to listen to the album as well through the week four or five times. Yeah. Um, it surprisingly takes a lot of time. And, and please, please, d- don't don't send in <laughs> your sympathies. We, we're not doing this for sympathy. We're, we're doing um, it for the money. Unless you want to send us sympathy in the form of money, in which case you can find us on buymeacoffee.com, search for the Revelation Station podcast, and uh, donate the price of a coffee. Yes, I'm still waiting for my Ferrari. That sort of sympathy I will gladly accept. Yes, yeah, Simon does this for the money. He's he's totally money-orientated. Yeah. I do it for the love. <laughs> Just the love. I don't get any. So you're saying I can keep all the money? That is not what I said. So, yeah, we've, we've really enjoyed it. We've, yeah. we've enjoyed doing the, the, the long stuff, the scripted stuff, and we've enjoyed doing the weekly stuff. It's been great fun. We have. And, um, and to be fair, it's been a great way of us keeping in touch, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I mean, it's, that's been the biggest benefit, I think, is that we've actually had some way of, of keeping in touch as well. Because you were you were still at work. I was. But yeah. I was on furlough, so the only people I ever saw were my family. So basically, I was keeping you sane. So you were keeping me sane. <laughs> I didn't do a very good job, did I? And now I obviously went completely crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hence the, the beard and the wild hair. Yeah, And exactly. the fact that you're sat here in just your underpants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um but yeah, it's been good. I hope you've enjoyed them. Um, I think we're probably going to go and continue the solo albums for a little bit longer. Yeah, I think we can do a few more of those. Yeah, do we don't want to do all of them because we'll be yeah. here till till we're very old men. God knows. But we've got two more we want to do at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see if we're not locked down again. Maybe we can get onto the the Marillion stuff that we've been promising and finish off that cliffhanger storyline. Where we were trapped in the jungle. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I know where we're going with that. Yeah, <sighs> mm. I think we'd, we'd got plans. We have, oh, there are plans. Yeah. Oh, there are many plans. Yeah, I Lots and lots of plans. We've got a couple of the scripts ready to go as well, hadn't we, when it was locked down. Yes, so. we had just before lockdown. Mm. Um, so maybe. So we've got, we got things we've got on the back boil. There's yep. a couple of other things we're doing as well. We've got, yep. we've got a, a scripted thing we're thinking about. Yeah. We don't know how we're going to do that with just the <laughs> two of us, but, but uh, it's, it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, it's also, um, um, we were going to take up pole dancing and try and get some money that way. Um, mm. Oh, but, pole dancing? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said pole vaulting. Well, one of us has been practicing the wrong thing. Yeah. Hmm. Having said that, yours is probably sexier than mine. <laughs> I do wear those very short shorts when I do it. Yeah, so do I. I don't think I'll get the same <laughs> result as you, though. Yeah. Mm. So, there you go. So, for the future, we have plans. Yeah. We hate it, we do. We hope you'll be joining us and listening, mm-hmm. or at least throwing things at your radio or whatever you're listening on yeah. to. I hope our top ten hasn't disgusted you too much. I hope we found something on there that is in common with what you think is in top ten. Yeah. Hope it hasn't bored you too much. Yeah, that's the main thing. We hope we haven't bored you. Yeah. Um, assuming you're still listening at this point. Yes. Um, but, you know, thank you again for listening. Thank you. 
But actually, you know, we didn't finish off the story of um, how we got all the tapes. Is there more? Yeah, don't you remember? Because where where did we end oh, up? Oh, I remember. Yes, because there was the following night. That's right, because you beat me up, and then the next night... I just remember beating you up. It was one of the high points of my life, I think. <laughs> yeah, and that's not going to happen again. Yeah. yeah. So so we got one more bit to play. Yeah, so let's, fin- let's finish the story. Let's finish the story. So we'll finish the story now. Listen to that. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, Lost Friendos. And we'll see you next time on the Revelation Station podcast. Okay, so where are we going again? Right. I've already explained this twice. We're going back to that vault, but this time I'm doing the probing. But Deep Throat said it wasn't a vault. Still not comfortable with that code name. Did your mum never warn you about accepting tips from strangers in air ducts? Oddly, that one never came up. She did tell me to never rub another man's rhubarb, though. What? No, I never understood it either. I don't even like rhubarb. Christ. Anyway, I'll be penetrating the shaft this time. I'm less susceptible to the ramblings of itinerant ventilation dwellers. Eh? I don't listen to loonies. Oh, okay. So we're heading to the complex again. Gotcha. That's right. Listen, I've got a new plan. understand the plan. Yes, but it seems quite similar to the last plan. It is, except I'm going to enter myself. Clever trick if you can do it. I'm ignoring that. You stay in the van and follow me on the screen. Think you can manage that? Of course I can. I'm an idiot. I mean, I'm not an idiot, you know. As I thought. Can you do this? I said yes, Mum. Stop calling me that. I'm not your mum. If I was your mum, I'd have run away before you were born. Look at the state of you. You've got jam all over your face. Come here. Get off! Get off! Stop wiping me with that spit covered tissue. It's embarrassing and very unhygienic. Well, just get in the van and don't get sticky fingerprints all over the computer screens. Wish me luck. Right, I'm in the van. Simon! We've been burgled. All the screens have gone. Are you in the front or the back of the van? I'm... Ah! Okay, I see you now. Jeez. Look, just tell me what I need to know. Your deodorant isn't working. About the building. Oh, right. You need to go left. Left? Are you sure? It's pretty dark. It feels like it's going down. No, it's definitely going up. Oh, wait. I'm looking at it upside down. Upside down? How are you looking at it upside down? It's on a computer screen. Yeah, I'm just doing my inversion yoga. What? I'm just up to the feathered peacock pose. Well, 
stop it and concentrate. <sighs> okay, I'll leave the downward-facing dog for tonight then. Speaking of downward-facing, I appear to be at the bottom of a big shaft. Ooh, uh. Shut up. Luckily, it seems to be where I was headed anyway, no thanks to you. Good. Keep going straight. Straight? What are you doing in the van? Exciting, isn't it? Thought you might try again, so I thought I'd come along and watch the fun. Popcorn? It's salty. Ooh, tough. Who are you talking to? Deep Throat. He's here in the van. He's... How do you keep attracting these people? You're like a crazy light bulb to the moths of weirdness. Keeps life interesting. I mean, you're surrounded by weirdos, freaks and sociopaths. I might be your only normal friend. Hmm. I may have to rethink my life. What? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was too busy eating popcorn. Deep Throat's bought it. It's very salty. I bet it is. Just tell me where I have to go next. Mm. Okay, it's just ahead. You'll see a vent in the floor. Down in there should be the vault. And you're sure it's the floor? I'm not going to have to climb up. You're the right way round. Yes, floor down, ceiling up. Got it. All right then. I'm there. Just opening the vent. Ah, there. It's open. Touching the winch. Right. I'm lowering myself down on the cable now. Wow. I feel just like Tom Cruise. To be fair, you've got a lot in common. You're both short, both egomaniacs. No. I mean, like in Mission Impossible. God, it's dark in here. Good job I brought me night vision goggles. What can you see? Yeah, what can you see? Popcorn? Ooh, yeah. There's a a weird line running across the length of the floor. Kind of jagged. Are you sure? There's nothing like that on the map. Oh, no. Hang on. That's a big crack from when you dropped the goggles. Sorry about that. What can you see? Uh, Apart from the big crack in the lens, that is. This is an unusually shaped vault. I've not seen anything like it before. There are three locked rooms in front of me, but oddly they don't have roofs on. Bit of a security risk. And there are... Yeah, there, there are sinks. Put sinks in. I told you it's a toilet block, but would you listen? No. Ah! The, the lights have come on. Someone's coming in. If I just hang here quietly, he might not see me. Oh my god! Oh no. But what about... Doesn't matter. Oh, Lord. Boy, you. What are you doing hanging up there? Are you a pervert? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Not a pervert. He really is, you know. No. <laughs> oh, not a pervert. Oh, Christ, my eyes. An exterminator. Yes, that's right. Um, uh, cleaning the vents of rats. Oh, God. Rats, eh? Then why are you hanging from the ceiling? <laughs> um, I also do moths. But I'm up here catching them. Oh, but why are you doing it at night? Well, moths only come out at night. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's very clever. We thought so. Until now. Anyway. <laughs> this area seems to be clear of moths. Yeah. And rats. Can't think why. <laughs> well, I'd better get on. Uh, things to do. Moths to kill and, uh, and you... Uh, <sighs> You should really see a doctor. Bye. Gary. 
Get me out of here. Get me out. Quick. Simon, Simon, you have to crawl to the exit. Come on, Simon, you can do it. Crawl, man, crawl. I can't. Eyes watering. Vision blurring. Can't form complete sentences. Crawl, Simon. Crawl like the wind. Wait, no, wait, no, hang on. Wind doesn't crawl. Crawl like a stoat. Oh, hang on. No, stoats. Do stoats crawl? Otters. Now, I bet they crawl. Gosh, this is much better than the movies. Look, this is very important. Do otters crawl? No idea. Damn. Hang on, let me look on Wikipedia. Oh, no, no time now. Come on, we'll meet Simon at the vent. Here he is, he's lying on the floor. He's passed out. Here, throw this jug of water over him. I I meant just the water. Oh, right. Simon, Simon, talk to me. I never thought I'd voluntarily say those words. What? Who? I'm coming, Carrie-Anne. I'm coming to the light. Oh, no, he's delirious. How can you tell? Mother, is that you? I can see heaven, Mother. That's my torch, you idiot. You'll be... Oh, he's passed out again. He'll be fine. You just need some fresh air. Well, fresher air. Anyway, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for this. Best night I've had in ages. I'll be in touch. You can keep the popcorn. Wait, what? He's gone. How did he do that? I'm, I'm not gone. I'm just standing behind you. Oh, yes. Um, Could you give me a lift getting him into the van? He's a bit... Uh, what's the word? Fat? Was thinking of limp and awkward, but that fits too. I'll grab his head. Don't you mean his arms? His head's bigger. That was the story all about how our lives got flipped, turned upside down. Just goes to show you shouldn't always refuse offers made to you in the toilet. What? No, that's not the point of the story. Well, that's what I'm taking away from it. Uh, let's just finish there, shall we? You have been listening to the Revelation Station podcast. Written, produced, directed by Gary Starr. Helped and hindered by Simon Heldrick. Thank you to all who have listened over the last 50 episodes. May God have mercy on your soul. Avenge my death. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>